Hello friends. I'm Amol and I hope that all of you are doing well and keeping safe. In today's episode of Sunday Boosters, we will discuss one of the most debated clauses in recent times, the force majeure clause and my views around the same. Force majeure is that boilerplate clause which was one of the most ignored clauses in the pre-covid times and has since become the most referred debated and negotiated clauses in the commercial contracts the term force majeure is a french term which literally translates to greater power the website www.collinsdictionary.com defines the term as one superior or overwhelming power and two an unanticipated or uncontrollable event or effect which releases one from fulfillment of a contractual obligation now the concept essentially deals with the scenarios where in a contract the performance of obligation becomes impossible on account of certain events causes which are beyond the reasonable control of the parties to the contract under most of the common law jurisdictions the concept of force majeure is not codified in any of the laws and india is no exception to this rule having said that there are a few scattered provisions under the indian contract act 1872 and the transfer of property act 1882 which deal with circumstances where either performance under a contract becomes impossible or the event on which contract is based becomes impossible Let's quickly take a look at these provisions and see what they actually deal with. Provisions of section 32 of Indian Contract Act deal with enforcement of a contract which is contingent upon an event. And the section provides that if after entering into a contract the event on which such contract was dependent becomes impossible, then it will render the contract void. Similarly, provisions of section 56 of the indian contract act deal with the doctrine of frustration of contract and it provides that if after entering into a contract to perform a certain act such act such act itself becomes impossible for reasons beyond promisor's control or becomes unlawful such contract shall be rendered void on a similar note section 108 e of the transfer of property act while dealing with the rights and obligation of the lesser and lessee in a lease agreement provides that if by fire tempest or flood or violence of any army or a mob or other irresistible force any material part of the property be wholly destroyed or rendered substantially and permanently unfit for the purpose for which it was let the lease shall at the option of the lessee be void now you would have noticed that all the above references section 32 section 56 of the contract act and the section 108e of the transfer of property act deal with the contracts more or less the same way and end up being terming the contracts as void or 
leaving the option at one of option available to one of the parties to term the contract as void these provisions do not create opportunities for the parties to have a clause which is capable of dealing with different situations dynamically and not just by rendering the contract as void now since the concept of force majeure is not codified in any of the laws it is dealt primarily by the terms of the contract and therefore it becomes imperative for the parties to have a force majeure clause which is not a mere standard insertion but deals with situations specific to the contract and covers and in my opinion covers following aspects with the, with utmost clarity now what are those situations first the contract should clearly spell out what is termed as force majeure even an exhaustive list of causes such as fire tempest flood war violence and not to forget forget in recent times epidemic pandemic etc should definitely find place in events which may be termed as force majeure these days in some of the commercial contracts parties even agree on insertion of change in law as a, a force majeure event because it is beyond the control of the parties and has a potential of rendering performance impossible in certain circumstances so the contract should clearly spell out what you want to term as force majeure the second thing which is important is the contract should also clearly deal with the fact that whether impossibility of performance in full is a force majeure or even partial impossibility can also be construed as force majeure this is very important for all the commercial contracts because you don't always want to end up shutting down your contract and will prefer continuing with the contractual obligations if it is possible so make sure that what do you want to call as a force majeure event is it impossibility of performance in full or impossibility of performance even if it is partial in nature the third important thing that we need to look at is the clause should deal with options that parties will have in case a force majeure event actually has occurred it's not always in the best interest of the parties you will agree that if you call the contract entire contract as void it's not in your best interest you would want to have certain adjustments uh, capabilities negotiation capabilities etc built in the force majeure contract so that you can look at opportunities to continue with the commercial relationship the fourth important thing important thing that you need to look at is that the clause should also and it's in my opinion have a cooling off period which is of a reasonable time especially when the parties intend to term the contract as void on account of force majeure it becomes very important that you have certain cooling off period and only after that cooling off period is over and the uh, circumstances still persist or prevail then you call the contract as void so define it very clearly as to what should be termed as cooling off period and only after that the contract or the parties should have the right to term the contract as void and walk away fifth important thing in my opinion is in cases where the parties intend to keep the contract in force for as long as possible 
the force majeure clause should definitely create options for negotiations on the terms of the contract in case a force majeure event occurs that gives you gives you a flexibility of sitting across the table and negotiating the terms again rather than just walking out of the contract this creates a better flexibility for the parties and last but not the least the clauses should also very clearly deal with the notice clause as to how a notice can be served in case of force majeure what constitutes due service of notice and stuff like that because it's imperative that a party intimates about its inability to perform its obligations on account of certain force majeure clauses now if all the above aspects are kept in mind while drafting the force majeure clauses i'm sure you will have a great peace of mind when you actually reach a scenario of force majeure event a few recent developments have created certain peculiar situations around force majeure clauses you know all of you know that we are living in covid times and there are several different scenarios that are getting created every day and therefore it has created certain peculiar situations for which the jury is out in the open and these are the questions which are still open for interpretation a whether covid can still be termed as a force majeure event the new contracts that you now enter into when you know that there is covid situation when you know that there are lockdowns happening all the time can it still be termed as a force majeure event that's still open question which doesn't have a fixed answer the second is in a leave and license contract where because of lockdowns declared by the state and central governments the licensee wasn't able to use the property can benefit of force majeure be given especially when your furniture and fixture is still within the premises and so it can be argued that you are partially using the premises can the benefit of force majeure be given to the licensee and one such another third uh, peculiar situation is can the term all other causes beyond the control of parties which typically is used in force majeure clauses be termed to be covering epidemic and pandemic and can they benefit the force majeure uh, benefit of force majeure be sought uh, through such a clause so these are some of the uh, questions which are still open and uh, the courts will answer these questions based on specific circumstances of each of the contract and there cannot be a standard answer to cover all the situations so friends i hope that this discussion will provide some level of assistance to you while looking at the force majeure clause in a commercial contract feel free to send in your comments and feedback and let us keep learning together thank you and take good care of yourself goodbye